the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 560, The Answer. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed. And the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm coming in. Well, I got the steamer. I bring the fire, but you never seen her. I testify, I don't need a subpoena. They want my soul better go to Korea. I love my dog just like I'm Peter. Gotta protect them. I made the call up, but just like I'm rapping. I know we left here, now we back together, but I guess that is better now. Later than never, like, uh, what's happening? I'ma need y'all to asking when. What's up, Chicago? What's up, world? This is your man, Maze Jackson, sitting in, filling in on Black and White Radio out here at 560 AM. And man, y'all, is. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. I've been off the air since I believe April 7th, but I got to give much love to my man, John Anthony, who reached out to me and said, Hey, Maze, uh, I'd like you to sit in, fill in for me. Cause I think, is he on vacation? What is he on? Somewhere probably doing Thanksgiving, uh, doing his thing right. But check this out. I am honored to be out here at 560 AM blessing the microphone once again. Uh, I used to come out here pretty often back in the day. Uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to say, am I allowed to say Joe Walsh? Yeah, you can say the name. Okay. All right. So back in the day, first of all, shout out to 560 AM 560, uh, where I was first introduced to the station by my good friend Joe Walsh, who I think is now considered a traitor. <laughs> I think he has been excommunicated uh, from the airwaves here. Uh, he has gone from probably one of the rightest um, congressmen slash broadcasters that I know to now. I think he might be one of the top Democratic Democratic analysts uh, in the in the in the D.C. area. That's really interesting. I really would love to get your opinion on that. I want to talk about that a little bit. I don't know if I'm allowed to. That would be a little controversial. Uh, Then my good friend, John Anthony, who I met down in Springfield some years ago when we were both kicking up some dust and really starting to question some of the processes and some of the things that were happening uh, and we developed a relationship and I went on to he stayed a legislator and then went on to work in government. I went out to radio and then I think now, look, we're flipping roles and reversals because I'm back in Springfield now uh, lobbying regularly. I have left my daily morning show and here John is now come one of the top broadcasters, especially one of the top black broadcasters uh, in the Midwest. In case you are wondering who in the heck is this guy that is 
stolen John Anthony's space. Not stolen. I am sitting in. My name is Maze Jackson. Uh, I used to be the host of the Maze Jackson Morning Show. You could catch me every day, Monday through Friday, 6 to 9 a.m. on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Uh, I was previously at another radio station. And um, since uh, April of this year, I have retired from the airwaves and gone back to Springfield to lobby. You may have known me for my catchphrase, uh, what's in it for the black people where we have for years and years questioned, uh, what do black people get in exchange for their vote and for their undying support? And so uh, we have translated that into a full-fledged organization, and I am uh, happy to chair that, but I have built out an organization with a true exec board, and we are reaching out all way. All right, y'all. This is the Maze Jackson Show. Um no, excuse me. It's not the Maze Jackson show. It is black and right. <laughs> it is now. <laughs> oh, okay. So, all right. Now, let me ask you. Can I, can we, can, can we hide? I think when you text me, I think we said we were going to break John's show. Uh, yes, that was the idea. Okay. So then, well, you know what? Well, if it's going to be broke, we are going to break it. So it shall never be broken again until it cannot be brought back to pieces. So let's get it cracking. Uh, first of all, I want to encourage you all. Where is the phone? Where can I, where can I see the phone number? It's 312-642-5600. That's right. 312-642-5600. AM560, the answer. I want you to make this an interactive show. So give me a call. Uh, Once again, 312-642-5600. We're going to get into the action. We're going to talk about a lot of stuff today. Uh, First of all, we're going to do some headlines. Then we are going to do a blast from the past, the social media question of the day. Then we're going to talk little international politics. I don't know if I, and I'm going to tell you, these international politics get kind of tricky. So I don't know how in-depth I'm going to get, but we are going to talk about these international politics because, guys, I'm going to tell you, I was uh, just got back from Copenhagen. I know, I know. You're like, what the hell is Maze Jackson, one of the blackest dudes in America, doing in Copenhagen, which has to be, one of the least diverse countries in the world. Well, I'm here to tell you I had a great time and definitely try the Carlsbad. And then I'm back from Copenhagen and Rome. But I um, the news in around the world is a little different than what we see here. And I want to talk about it just a little bit. I don't know how much I'll get into it because, you know, things get real sensitive and real hectic when you talk about these things. But we're going to talk a little bit about some international politics. Um, we're going to talk about the difference in politics. And then finally, I'm going to tell you. We're going to talk about this burning question that. I know the listeners of 560 AM 560 want to know. I, I I feel like this question is apropos. And so I'm going to I'm going to ask it today because, you know, you guys, the 560 AM 560 audience says, what do you got to lose? You know, I, for some reason, people feel comfortable talking to me. And so they come up to me like guys, guys like Jim from Elgin will come to me and say, Maze, why don't you black guys just come on over to the Republican Party? And I'm going to talk a little bit about 
probably why it never works out. But I tell you, if you stick with me today, this is going to be a ride. We're going to have a blast. Uh, I'm starting to feel a little comfortable. Y'all have been a little nervous to come back in the radio. I can't even lie. It's been That's fair. It's, it's, I've been nervous. And then to come back to AM 560? Oh, this is like your second home, man. Huh? Hey, 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 <laughs> hey. Now, I'm back in Springfield. This is Ill- Look, you know, people, people. You gotta be careful, you know. I had to, I had to make some phone calls before I came over here, right? I had to say, "Is it all right <laughs> if I come to AM five sixty? Because you know, sometimes you know people, you know, people say it's a free country, but not always. Conditionally, it, it's conditionally free, and so I, you know, a lot of people said, "Maze, are you sure you want to go back on the radio?" And I'm telling you, I'm starting to feel it already. Is starting to pulse through my veins. <laughs> the the mic is addictive. Ah. So I'm back. Today, John, I don't know if you're gonna get the show back, man. They 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 might ban you. You know I'm good for getting banned. Might get a few letters. But we are going to have a blast today. That's right. This is your man, Maze Jackson, live on AM560 on black and right. But that's all right, because it's the Maze Jackson show today. Give us a call, 312-642-5600. You know what? I want to take a call before I go to the break. Let me do this one because, you know, I usually used to put him all the way to the end, but since we're at his home station, why don't you hit me with number three, Jim from Elgin. Jim, what's up, man? Hey, my friend. Welcome to the other side. Welcome to the correct side. (laughs) They call this the dark side. (laughs) Well, this this is the right side. Anyways... Your question, what's in it for the black people? Nothing, as long as you vote Democrat. Democrats have been walking over black people for all these years. Now you're seeing with the migrants in Chicago. Uh, just recently, we had the November surprise with the Cook County tax bills coming out in November to be paid in December. And a lot of these tax bills went up 20, 30 percent. So how are people supposed to stay in their homes and stay in Chicago and Cook County when taxes are driving people out? You've got the CPS schools that have more more money per kid, less students. Uh, the quality of life in Chicago is not good for people. And you've got the sanctuary city policy, which harbors crime, which hurts a lot of black people. And so by stating, continuing blindly voting Democrat, you get nothing for the vote. That's why it's got to change. Jim, what, what, what part of Stony Island you stay on? I'm sorry, what now? What? <laughs> I said you stay on Stony. What's your address? What 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 side? Are you south side, east side, west side? Where, where you at? Well, okay. Well, my office is in Bartlett, which is that far northwest part of Cook County. Bartlett? Do you know how rich the people are in Bartlett? Well, not well. There's more prosperity. Don't you don't you have a plane in your backyard? Don't you have a no, actually, don't you have a I, don't you have a landing strip in your backyard, Jim? I know you from South Elgin. You know you're my man. I appreciate you calling. We got to take a quick break. So look, we're gonna take a break and we'll be right back. Black and right, it's your man Maze Jackson. Let's get it to him, baby girl. Hey, that's right. Black and right continues on AM five sixty. Once again, here's John Anthony. John Anthony, what's up, y'all? This is your man, Maze Jackson, on AM560. The answer, sitting in for my man, John Anthony, on Black and White Radio. But we 
you know how we do, man. We making this the Maze Jackson show. You know, it's been a while since I've been on air, so I'm feeling a certain kind of way. I'm feeling the love. I'm feeling the air. Shout out to my man, Jim, from South Elgin. Uh, give us a call. Give us a call, 312-642-5600, 312-642-5600. Now, if, I, if I'm looking at this right, and why does everybody come? Why does everybody black? There's got to be somebody got to come from Cabrini Green. Has anybody ever noticed that like part of the requirements to be black and credible if you're in the political world is, you know, I was born in Cabrini Green. Live on the air right now, calling from Cabrini Green via Plainfield, via uh, Bolingbrook, via Naperville, probably Manuka, John Anthony, host of the Black and Right radio show, who just couldn't let me have my moment, but it's all good. It's your man. What's up, man? How you feeling, dog? Thank you very much. Can you see the? Can you see the? The, I could, the it's tingling in my it's tingling in my fingers, man. I got yeah. to be careful. I got to be careful. What's going hey, on? Not much. I'm actually in Hinsdale. Actually, I'm not in uh, oh, any of those. Oh, areas. Hinsdale. Oh, excuse me. Hin- oh, no. Excuse me, guys. Excuse me. <laughs> I had him slumming. He's in Hinsdale. Now I want y'all to know Hinsdale is the first time I ever saw somebody with an airstrip in their backyard. So, yes, go ahead. I'm sorry. Pastor uh, Gray Poupon and uh, Representative Anthony, um, as you uh, sip tea uh, and you look over the fields of the poppies, well, the lilies, tell us what are you doing in Hinsdale? Actually, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting. We're going to have a dinner tonight. One of my good friends is having a dinner. Um, and um, that's what I'm here tonight for. But I wanted to call in because I wanted to, I, I believe in giving people their flowers and I don't think people understand the relationship that you and I have, Maze. Uh, when I first came to Springfield, uh, I had nobody from the Black Caucus except you and Ken Duncan who accepted me, and I never forgot that. And I, there's no way I'm in five years in radio without you because, you know, remember when I was telling you, when I was getting ready to do it, I called you. You gave me advice. Um, you've always been somebody that's, that's given me advice. We don't agree. You've never tried to change any of my belief systems. Um, and that's one of the reasons why I saw a post that you made that said, these are the days that I wish I still had a radio show. When I saw that post, I was like, I got to call. I got to see if he's willing to sit in for me. And um, that's why I called you and said, Maze, uh, could you sit in for me? And I have no problem with you breaking the show. That's why I didn't tell you what you can talk about, who you can bring on. I didn't do any of those things because I trust you and you've been a brother. You've defended me. Um, not only on your radio show, but in rooms I, would not, I was never in. And I'll never forget that about you, Maze Jackson. And you know me. Um, I will always have your back as well. Hey, man, that means a lot. You know that. I, I, you know that. And I know that. And it means a tremendous amount to me. Um, you know, John, we both went through a lot of trials and tribulations right. in Springfield. And I'm going to tell you, brother, it is a way different environment down there. Um, yeah. obviously, as you can imagine, uh, the change and the transition that happened. But, you know, one of the things that I have always enjoyed, and, you know, I grew up in Bolingbrook. Um, right. And so diversity of opinion um, is something that I have always enjoyed. And I have always liked to. T- I, it's no fun talking to somebody who agrees with everything you say. Right. Correct. You want to be able to have your thoughts, your 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 thoughts, your ideas challenged to be able to defend yourself and defend your belief system. And and I, I would argue that our belief systems aren't 
that very far apart. Uh, as are not the belief systems of most black folks. I think it is just how it is expressed politically that oftentimes creates that division. But brother, and, and I I don't think you understand how I feel right now sitting in this chair. I'm, I'm getting goosebumps um, Mm -hmm. because uh, people ask me regularly, do I miss being on the morning show? And I say no until I come sit in a seat like this and yeah. all of the emotion comes rushing back and all the things that I see here talked about in the past uh, as they come to fruition. Um, it just it's one of those things where I, it's a, a blessing and a curse. But to have a brother like yourself out here who is still out here challenging the norms and man and doing it in this environment. Right. Yeah. And having yeah. in a time where it is just it's not politically correct to have an opinion. Right. Right. Especially a different opinion. And so what I am going to say, brother, is, you know, I always got your back. And you know what I say like this. And I I don't know if the AM 560 gets it. But I say, you know, a lot of times in our lives politically, we have wound up putting the party first over our people first. And so I always say, as long as you black first, we can work everything else out. They put all types of (laughs) acronyms and S and M's and and isms and all types of stuff. But if you can, and as we interact, we can always find a way together as black folks, as long as I'm involved and might, and, 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 and might I say to you, brother, thank you and keep bearing, bearing your torch. And we don't all think the same way. We all have different, but guess what? Ain't nobody telling you, you can't come to the barbecue. That's right. They took my black card though, man. They took that a long time. No, 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 no. Who, who gets to pass out the black card? Don't, no, 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 no. I got cousins. I got skateboarding cousins. I got cousins that 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 eat they chicken with a little less salt. But we all cousins, brother. So no, don't, don't, don't. It's all good, man. It's all good. You know, they tried to take mine because I grew up in Bolingbrook. Right. And check this out. I might be the last black man that voted for Roger Claire. Oh, I, you know, I love Roger. America's <laughs> uh, but I'm gonna let you go, Maze. I'm gonna let you go. Break the show. Do what you got to do. Don't, do. don't hold back. OK, I mean, that's why I brought you on. I brought you on uh, because I know I know who you are. And, and I'm, I'm big enough to know that, you know, even my listeners know I'm big enough to, to, to allow you to say, hey, have at it. Have do, if you want to call it the Maze Jackson show? Go ahead, my brother. Hey, brother. I, I love you, brother. You know, I love your sister. Your sister is, and she's looked out for me in ways, brother. I'm, I mean, Tanil is amazing. She got people to sponsor my show. You know, I mean, the 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 Jacksons will forever be in my heart, man. I love you, brother. You are my brother. You're not just a friend. You are my brother. And you are mine, too. Not just a cousin. All right, y'all. That's my man, John <laughs> Anthony. That is the host of Black and Right. But right now, it's the Maze Jackson Takeover. And y'all, if you listen to the Maze Jackson show, this this caller number five, if this is who I think it is, then I, I'm about it's 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 about to be on and popping. The caller number five is that my man Byron? This is he, Byron. What's up, dog? What's up, man? I hey. missed you, man. Well, yeah, you calling me from Brazil? I know you probably done busted up and left up out the country. What's going on, Byron? How you feeling, brother? I'm in South America. Forget that Brazil stuff, man. Don't let people know that stuff. <laughs> That's where I'm at right now. 
I said, man, I got to call Maze. You know, I listen to this. I listen to your buddy's show every time, every Sunday also, too. So, I, you know, but since you're not there no more, I got no choice to listen to the, to the brother. He, he's a great brother. But, uh, Maze, to keep it real, have you been watching the polls for the election between Biden and, and Trump? Have yes. You, the pluses and minuses for blacks, the Hispanics, and the, uh, the young folks? I have. I have. And no one talks about that anymore. I, I, I wonder why. Uh, you know, Byron. So it is. <clears throat> this, this. See you, you, Byron. Why are you trying to get me in trouble, man? Look, I just got back on the air, and now you're trying to get me in trouble. But I must tell you, I think the Democrats have to be concerned about this, and I think that there's more hand wringing going on behind the scenes um, than people are talking about. I, I. I've seen the polls. I think what's very disconcerting, and I, I would say this, and Byron, you know me, I do not believe that black people overwhelmingly are going to vote for Joe Biden. I mean, for Donald Trump. I don't believe it. It's just the Democrat. We're not going to break that up. But what I do believe is that Joe Biden is having a challenge inspiring anybody and lower turnout is going to be spell the demise for the Democrat. Well, let me not spell the demise, but they got to come up with something. And so, you know, I have been saying everybody better pay attention to I've like Joe Biden better have a food taster, somebody to walk in front of him, because if he hits this DNC and them numbers are staying that same way, I think they're going to be trying to do something else. Look, we got to take a break. Byron, hold on. We'll be back after these messages. Black and right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm not the guy that'll flee the scene. I'll take What's up, y'all? It's your man Maze Jackson, and I'm back right here on AM560 The Answer. Uh, it is your man filling in for Black and Right Radio. That's all right, though, but we renaming it The Maze Jackson Show. I am sitting in uh, for my man John Anthony, who is in Hinsdale, um, <laughs> sipping mint juleps as he watches his friends land planes in the backyard. <laughs> Uh, rib tips with white napkins and a knife and fork. All right, y'all. Shaman Mays Jackson back in the building. I'm going to try and take some more of these calls. I think I got my man Byron still on the line. Is Byron still on the line? Byron, uh, I must tell you, I have been looking at the polls. Uh, we were talking about it a little bit on the break, and I don't know um, if Joe Biden is going to be the Democratic nominee. I just honestly don't. I don't think that Joe Biden is a bad guy. But I do think that there is something about his appearance. I don't know exactly what it is that does not instill um, confidence in America, especially at a time of dictators. What am I missing, Byron? Basically, he's a weak man. And that's why the young folks still like weak people, man. He's weak. And his ego is going to cause him not to get out of the race, Maze. He's not getting out. 
because he know he beat Trump before from his basement, right? Oh, you he got three million votes in the greatest uh, person on earth, which is Osama Obama. He got three million more votes than a guy who, when he went and went and campaigned, had thousands, tens of thousands of people lined up to see him. He got more votes than that guy. You know how he got the more votes than that guy, right? Amen. Byron, Byron, Byron. I think it's look, you, you. We already in the deep end, man. We ain't even made it through the first hour, so you really got to call back in the second hour, Byron, because I I do think. Um, and and my thing is, if it's not Joe Biden, though, are they gonna put Kamala Harris in the spot? Uh, do they skip her over? We gonna talk about that. Hold on, don't don't do it now because we got to save it. We got to save that one up. Byron, you stay tuned because I'm gonna be on this conversation a little bit more. Now I gotta go all the way to Columbia, South Carolina. Who is this calling me from Columbia, South Carolina? Hey, Maze, what's up, brother? It's DK. You know DK, I used to what's up, to dog? All the time. How you feeling, hey, man? man? All the way from Columbia, okay. dog. How you feeling, man? I'm doing well, and you said you had goosebumps when you popped up on my feed in Facebook, and I saw you. I got goosebumps. I'm like, oh my god, he's back on. I gotta <laughs> call him. Do you what? know we miss you, bro. Yeah, hey man, I I'm gonna tell you, y'all making me miss the being on air and just sitting in this chair is giving me so much energy. And with so much going on, man, right now I feel like there is. Um, I feel like my voice is missing in the conversation. However, I got to be honest with you. I do think that uh, sometimes being on air prevented me from being able to do some of the things that I think we're going to be able to make happen. But what I will tell you is um, I, I'm curious to know um, what are your thoughts on, on, on what's happening with this migrant crisis right now, DK? Well, it's, it's definitely out of control. I mean, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. And for, them to just put people on buses and trains and take them to other cities. Like it's like a slap in the face. It's like, well, they're overrunning us. So we just going to find a black mayor and we're going to go ahead and send all of these guys up there and you can't do nothing about it. It's it's just nuts. It's crazy. Man, I, you know, I, and it's interesting to me. I think that, um, so is I'm torn on this situation, right? I'm torn because, I I feel you in saying that they're busing people out, but we also claim sanctuary status where we say we want them to come. We would like migrants and people to come here. Um, and then there's a federal problem, which I feel like we got to talk about, too, in this mix. And I'm just curious to know where uh, this is called black and right. And so I'm curious to know where black people are on this migrant issue, but we're going to talk about it a little bit later. DK. Hey man, I appreciate you calling. Hey man, share the broadcast. I got some other South, some other South Carolinians. So if you put, if you share this broadcast, cause it's on my Facebook feed, I bet you we can catch them too. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you calling. Let's go hey, to Calvin. Calvin, you're on the Maze Jackson show, uh, via black and right with John Anthony. What's up, brother? How you feeling? What's up, Maze, Maze, Maze? It's, it's Brother Callan. What up, Brother Callan? How you doing? Callan! What's up, Brother Callan? How you doing? How you find me, man? How you know I was on the radio today? I know a week ahead of time, bro. Because uh, they announced it on his show last week. And I said, hey, I got to call Maze. Maze, we need you, Maze. But, hey, you got to do what you got to do, bro. But <laughs> the thing is, but the thing is, Maze, 
Your mayor, Brandon Johnson, gave $150 million for these illegal immigrants, and Jelly Belly added $160 million, that's $310 million, go for the illegal immigrants. And what's in it for the black people, Maze? Oh, you trying to jam me up. What's in it for the black people? See, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Callan, we got to figure out what is it that the black people want, right? And and here's and let and let me let me just take it another step further, real quick, because okay. I do believe that this is a the perfect time to ask what's in it for the black people. But I think we gotta have an answer, right? I feel like what we're doing is we're looking at the migrants getting things and getting stuff and saying why we ain't got that. I don't necessarily want that, but I want to know what it is we want, and I think we got to package it. Now, I'm going to tell you how I think in this next hour, I'm going to tell you how I think we get to the answer of what's in it for the black people. And I think we leverage the migrant crisis to get our answer. And let me just let me just hit you with this. To me. We have to recognize that there is a crisis, but that there that the deleterious impact of putting migrant communities in already disenfranchised communities means that we need to double down on the investment in our communities. Let me give you an example. I believe that for every dollar that we invest in migrant communities, three dollars should be invested in our communities. Right. Because that then. So if they say they're going to give three hundred million dollars to the migrant communities that they're going to that will wind up being put in the black communities, then we need three. We need three times that amount to make sure that we're not put out of our communities by taking this influx in. And I think we've got to start to be a little bit more strategic than just being mad. And that's really what I want to get at. And so we're going to talk about this a little bit more uh, in the next hour. But Callan, hey man, it's great to hear your voice. And it's great to know that my family is still somewhere that I can find them. We could put the clarion call up. Look, y'all, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back after these messages. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. building back on the map look y'all it's your man Maze jackson sitting in on am 560 the answer black and right but we doing the Maze jackson show i'm just telling you i just it just done took me over give us a call i was about to say the old number but give us a call 642-8-3126425600 you know what i miss my whole family shout out to everybody on facebook youtube twitter and twitch that is out here but i gotta take some of the regulars too now i wanna i hear that Mitchell can bring this all together astrologically. Is this correct? I believe so. Mitchell, break it down for us with the stars. What's going on? Calling us all the way from Des Plaines. Now, I didn't get you all confused. You know I'm Maze Jackson. You know I am not John Anthony, but I am in the building. Mitchell, what's going on, man? Uh, first time, Mr. Jackson, that I got to hear you. Um, you have a really great sense of humor, excellent comedic timing, which is very difficult. 
Um, I'm just asking. I'm just curious. Are you a Gemini? No, I am an Aquarius. Now, what does that mean? Okay. And I'm in a January Aquarius, so I really want to know what that means because they say <laughs> January Aquarians are the best Aquarians there ever are. Break it down well, for me. Okay, first of all, when you talk about Aquarius, you talk about their air signs. So in the air signs, it's Gemini, Aquarius, and Libra. Aquarius and Gemini are both the most brilliant out of the entire zodiac. Okay, so an Aquarius, first of all, they think outside the box. They beat to the rhythm of their own drum. They can be a bit detached, aloof. They're quirky. They're extraordinarily, they're, they're humanitarians. They're innovative. They bring insight to the masses. They take very complicated concepts, and they're able to make them generally understood to the masses. That's their gift. That's their natural talent. In an air sign, they are unbelievably, um, they make the best, what I call uh, architects, engineers. They are incredibly intelligent when it comes to bringing together complicated, what I call data, and actually linking people together so that it's a win-win for everybody. The downside of Aquarius, it's ruled by Uranus, which is the planet of unexpected surprises it's about shock and awe unfortunately with uranus um aquarius has to deal with groups organizations with teams acquaintances it deals with their hopes wishes and dreams uranus can act like a bolt of lightning out of nowhere on the upside mr jackson you can get these brilliant insights that are downloads that can take you to the next level of having staying power in your career on the downside there can be twists and turns that you never saw coming that you can never prepare for, that unfortunately takes you down a path that you're just forced to have to deal with. And the fact is it, it gives you a lot of leverage in terms of bringing people together. Now, when you look at someone's natal chart, your sun sign, not your S-O-N, you're not your S-O-N, but your S-U-N, okay? Your sun sign is an Aquarius. It's the early stages of January. So those are early born, okay? Those, so they tend to have the degrees, tend to foster a different type of personality than the later degrees that happen later in, uh, in February. Now, in terms of the way people see you, when they first meet you, Mr. Jackson, they're not seeing Team Aquarius. They're seeing your ascendant or your rising sign. Now, the only way you're going to be able to know your rising sign is the three things, the time of birth, your birthday, and the state and the city you were born in. And then there's your moon sign that rules over your emotions, your emotional IQ. It deals with your moods, your feelings, and all the things that, uh, that make you tick. Now, when you put together all these, these different planets and what houses they're in, this gives you what I call the leverage. And that's the bottom and, line, daddy and, and I'm about to have to stop you right there, so finish it in two seconds. I say that with Aquarius, you keep dreaming, but make sure you do one thing. You keep shooting through the stars, but there are some brilliant elements that come out of you every day. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. I got brilliant stuff coming out of me every day. I like this guy. Look, y'all, we got to take a break. We'll be back after these messages. This is Black and Right with John Anthony uh, on AM 560. The answer. Shut them down, open up shop. Roll, roll. As the Maze Jackson rolls. What's up, y'all? This your man, Maze Jackson. Uh, I am right here at AM560, the answer. Black and right, filling in with John Anthony. John is out. Uh, I think I think he sent me a picture of uh it's I the think wine he's drinking, that he's drinking. Was he drinking wine coolers? Yeah, I think I he was drinking it was. Malibu. Like Parrot Bay or something. No, oh, I thought it was Malibu. 
You know, he was drinking Malibu and he was drinking it at the bottle. He was feeling. He's tough. gonna be so mad that I let you sing. <laughs> I stop him immediately every time. Oh uh, well, that's really wasn't that, that DMX isn't really, doesn't really count as singing. It's stop. Fair. Rawr. All right, y'all. Uh, you know, I was gonna ask about this. Uh, I was going to talk, and I don't know if this is the right environment to talk about the the Diddy situation. Is this? Is this? Does this audience even know who Diddy is? All right. If I'm, you call him Puff Daddy or Puff Sean Daddy, Combs, oh, okay, Puff Daddy, you not so not love. <laughs> like if we want, yeah, yeah, I, I might leave that alone today. I'm gonna do this though. I'm gonna talk to Kip because Kip sounds like my kind of guy. Kip, what's in the cup, man? Well, hey, hey hello. What up, you Kip? Know- yeah, hey, you know what? You know, I've, I've just been thinking here. I was going to talk about one thing, but I'm just going to talk so I know time is short. That, you know, we we as a house, you know, and you look what's happened within our house, put nation there, that we're so divided, but we, we still all live together. And when you have something going on within your house, when when it's divided, you can't understand what's going on within your house and your nation. And it's the parable of the, the lost coin, Luke fifteen eight. You know, when the house finds the lost coin, or the shepherd finds the last sheep, he calls his house together to celebrate the finding the lost one. And and what what's being done to our nation is being just torn apart and 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 confusing and it, it with foreigners that don't believe in our spirit within our house. You understand? They they, they come with their thoughts and their prayers and their thoughts of what life is and their God. what happened to bring us your, well, I thought we were a country that, like, we got the Statue of Liberty. Give me your broke. Give me your poor. Give me your, like, aren't we supposed to be a welcoming country where, doesn't everybody besides the black people, weren't they immigrants in some way, shape, or form? We just wanted to sign the guest book. Well, everybody (laughs) wants everyone to have a happy life, but why should my life go and conform to their thoughts and their prayers and their and 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 what they they want now who is coming they? over Kip? and taking away from what I already known all my life of over 60 years Kip should everybody have to say the pledge of allegiance well hey you live in this country where all the veterans have died. Don't give me sympathy on a veteran that died for this country and all the trenches and what we fought off and now we're invited in. And that doesn't make sense to me. And I, 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 I it's this is a hard subject to talk about with such short time. I agree, man, because you know, Kip, if you say that out loud these days, they might call you racist. And God knows nobody wants to be a racist. Look, y'all, this is your man, Maze Jackson, right here live, black and right. 
AM560, the answer. Filling in for my man, John Anthony. It's the Maze Jackson Show. We'll be back after these messages. I bring the fire, but you never seen him. I testify, I don't need a subpoena. They want my soul better go to Korea. I love my dog just like I'm Peter. Got up a- Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed. And the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm coming in. Yeah, coming in hot, just like the fajita, I write what I live, my life in the speaker, I'm nice with the flow, just like the demeanor, I'm feeding my fam, I'm feeding the meter, they got the iron while I got the steamer, I bring the fire but you never seen her, I testify I don't need a subpoena, they want my soul better go to Korea, I love my dog just like I'm Peter, gotta protect them, I made the call it with just What's up, y'all? It's your man, Maze Jackson. This is AM560, The Answer. You are tuned in. Give us a call. 312-642-5600. It is black and right. I am filling in for my man, John Anthony, who is somewhere sipping mint juleps. What's With an umbrella. With an umbrella. You know, he probably not even just sipping mint juleps. Well, he probably has a craft cocktail. Right, a craft cocktail with elderberry and maybe an edible flower, shaken, not stirred, um, as he, you know, you know, John. He's, I think he's got one of those big flowery hats on, like yes, he's at the Kentucky sitting, Derby. Right, 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 right. Probably got on a like a lavender suit, probably some white <laughs> shoes with a white belt, doing his thing, but. In the meantime, I am sitting in. My name is Maze Jackson. In case you are tuned in, first of all, let me say thank you. Because he said he didn't get any calls that says, who the hell is this Jack on the radio? YouTube has been kind. Facebook has been kind. It's been great to see some of my Maze Jackson family live again because it's been it's been six months almost since I've seen or touched the airways. Actually, I was just here in the back with Bruce Dumont yeah, yeah. a couple weeks ago. But, you know, Bruce is a whole different ball of wax for me to be on am that's a two-hour argument <laughs> but actually I, I i i mean i think he invited me just to watch the show because i think i might have got like <laughs> two words in but it was all good I, you know like when you're on with the great bruce dumont what can you say but look y'all uh i am honored to be sitting in the chair this chair i've been in this studio numerous occasions i think the first time i was here was with charles thomas yeah with the maze jackson when we had first we were co-hosts on another radio station and then we broke up and then i came here and did some radio with uh i think you guys might think he's a pretty big turncoat nowadays but uh joe walsh are you allowed to say that don't curse me out you I'm know joe crusty enough to have been here for that you know joe and i had a, a whole like tour we did yeah black and what was it uh what was it called oh um Uncomfortable conversation. What was it? No, what was it? Uncomfortable conversations was your segment that you would. Right. We so I got the I got to pull out the big banner. Was that with Corey Brooks or was that a separate thing? That Corey did the first. We did one of them at Corey Brooks's, Uh, and then I I never got invited back. After like Joe was gone, I was like, I thought, hey, yeah, 
You know, I thought I, yeah. And then, you know, when I was up for grabs, I was thinking maybe I could be the morning show host here, but yeah, no. Well, we had new phones, so we didn't have your number. <laughs> all right, 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 right. So now I am here sitting in today and we are, you know, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm enjoying the audience. I'd love to hear from your own audience, uh, as well as the people. If you're from the Mays Jackson family, we've already had some Mays Jackson family members call. Uh, my mom has not called yet. Um, but I'll expect that in a minute. Uh, the AM560 black and white callers, give us a call. Love to talk to you as well. Um, I So we used to do this thing on the Maze Jackson show called the social media question of the day. And it would be this big thing. It would be like, and now for the social media, we had a big voice. And it would be like, and now for the social media question of the day. For the social media question of the day. Y'all ready? Should voters be able to vote whether you're a city, county, or state should be a sanctuary city, sanctuary location? And I want to hear a diverse array of opinions. Now, so there's a lot that's, so Chicago. Yeah. Sanctuary city, but probably some of the largest opponents to sanctuary status are black people. Well, and you have to define it, too, right? Because sanctuary city in New York is not the same thing as sanctuary city in Chicago. It's not a universal term. And there's also sanctuary state. So does sanctuary city mean that you've allocated resources so that in case people come here, you have a place to put them? No. Not the case. No, no, no. Um, So, you know... We're making it the if you're case. Gonna put it, well, slowly but surely, if you're going to put it on a ballot, though, you sort of need to be pretty defined with it, I think. Okay. So I think, so, and I think, see, you, you're like one of those super smart guys. I just, no, I, I just talk like it. <laughs> I just want to know, should people, should you have an input? So, you know, there's a big controversy about whether they should put a non-binding referendum on the ballot in Chicago about sanctuary cities. Now, are we all clear what the non-binding referendum is? It means that even if you vote, it's just to give your opinion. Yeah, it's the ultimate poll, not of likely voters, but of actual voters. Of people who actually vote. People who have a lot of opinions oftentimes do not vote. Who talk about their opinions. And so... And what we have seen is that, and, and let's go back, because sanctuary city status in Chicago was created by Harold Washington, right? Who is in the pantheon of black political God, but probably some of the most ferocious opposition to sanctuary city status is seemingly coming from the black community. I then think we have elected officials, depending on where they come from or their background, that are making a moral decision regardless of the opinion of the constituents that they represent. And so I am curious to hear from our callers, 
642-5600. Give us a call. I am not saying do you support Sanctuary City, but should voters have an opportunity to weigh in on it at a large at the at the polling place? Give us a call. 312-642-5600. Let's start with Mike. Mike from Orland Park. What's up, Mike? How you feeling, man? Big Mike, you there? Did I lose you? Hello? Mike from Orland Park. Hello? Hello? You there? Hello? Hello? This thing on? Can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes. Oh, hey, man. Oh. How you doing, man? I'm good, Mike. How you doing? Hey, it's been a long time since I've seen you since that, uh, uh, since you said you were going to do your podcast, but we ain't seen it yet. It's, but anyway, that's another story. It's coming, Mike. It's coming, man. I'm just trying to make sure I got the right stuff to talk about. It's been a lot going on. Right. <laughs> What's up, all Mike? Man. Talk to all me, right. dog. I miss you, all dog. Right. Well, I miss you, man. All right. I, yeah, well, all we can see is what they the, the, the same games they've been playing um, that they're going to put a lot of votes in for the uh, immigrants to, you know, sway the election. So, does the uh, mayor said we want, you know, make sure everybody, uh, the immigrants are, are recognized and, you know, official. So, once they, you know, stamp them in, it's over for, you know, it's, that's what their agenda is, and it's going to be over for the 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 base, the regular base of the Democratic Party. So you're gonna have a new base for the Democratic Party, and that's how it's gonna go, man. Mm. And 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 it reminds me of when you said when you had that um thing with um on um uh, got that guy from WGN. He, he or that uh Tomorrow city Bradley. official tried to mock. Yeah, he tried to mock you when you brought up that thing about you know all the, when you said about the money. The finance, you know, how much it's going to cost, and they, they, you know, you were like, well, Uh-oh. I want. <laughs> Let me say, well, it, it was true. You brought it up, and then it's like, well, you know, how much it's going to cost, and they were like, well, don't, don't worry about it, Maze. You know, you silly. It's not, not, I'm not saying that, but they, in a certain roundabout way, that's why they put it. And, yeah, it, 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 it you on point. I'm gonna give you that, partner. Okay. Got it, man. Mike, thank you. All right. I appreciate you, yep. man. Thanks for not forgetting Later. me. All right. I'm asking y'all: Should Chicago? Uh oh. Got to take a break. I'm gonna take a break, and then we'll be back after these messages with the social media question of the day. And now more black and right with John Anthony on AM five sixty. The answer. Switch your attitude. Go and level up yourself. This that different latitude. Life too short. Go spoil yourself. Feel that feel. Enjoy yourself. All right, y'all. It's your man Maze Jackson back after the break. It is AM560 the answer. I'm your host, Maze Jackson, filling in for my man, John Anthony. 
Uh, John, Big John, thank you. Uh, as you sip your elderberry flower <laughs> mint julep <laughs> made with um, Malibu. With a touch of something no one's heard of. Uh, Malort. Oh, everybody's heard of my lord. With a touch of, with a splash of. I didn't say a touch of something nobody wants to drink. <laughs> Look, y'all. I'm your man, Maze Jackson, and I'm sitting in here. And hello, hello, hello. So, you know, I talk in general about black people in general. But, you know, it's always one. It's always one person that's going to tell us black people ain't a monolith. And right here to tell us, right now, live on the line, is John's usual co-host, Mr. Verlon. Verlon, how you feeling, dog? Calling us all the way from GI. And you know I can't even clip, lip, loop us all together because you from GI, dog. What's up? How you feeling? Well, I'm from Gary. And Gary, Indiana, you right, GI. But listen, I'm okay. I was all right earlier until I listened to you for the first hour and 20 minutes. I got a problem with you. Referring to black people as a group, we are a nation of individuals. And you asked a question earlier about what do black people get out of it from I government. I actually said what's in it for the black people. That's what I said. What's in it for the black people? Whatever is it, you, you, you really mean from government. Government gives you nothing. I don't care if it's local or national because it's a tax on the American people and to give something to someone who they think deserves it, which keeps us dependent on government. That is a problem. I'm tired of black people waiting on Superman or waiting on government to save them. Because the government does not create wealth. It takes it from the average person. It's a tax on the average person. It's a burden on the, a- the average person to give it to these special classes of people. I hate that. And that's what keeps us down. And it keeps us dependent on on government, on these crooked politicians. It's a shame, man. And I and I just hate that you you have that group thought mentality like every other black person. We need to stop that. You don't pay my bills. I don't pay your bills. I'm an individual. I don't care what my next door neighbor is doing, eats, his family's doing nothing unless it unless it crosses the line on my side of the aisle of next door. I do not care. So this, this, this group thought burns me. It burns me. That's why I have a troublemaker segment. And I talk about these crooked black politicians and fake preachers and whoever else that think they lead the black community. You seem like you got a lot of pent up anger, brother. And, and no, he I, and seems I could, pretty reserved today. Actually. I, well, I, I, let, let me, let me start by saying that probably 15 years ago, I was saying that there's no Calvary that there's no one coming to save you. Uh, but what I will talk about is the fact of the, the distribution of resources. And so when you ask what's in it for the black people, you talk about, I'm suggesting it's not just government, but everything that happens, we should get an equal posi- equal portion of p- commiserate to what we contribute. I think what you're, you're, the way that you talk, it seems as though you believe that black people don't pay taxes. You believe that black people are not participants in the st- city, county, or state government, whether we want to or not. I'm not asking for a handout. I am suggesting that if I go, if I grew up in Bolingbrook and we pay a, a lower tax rate, but they still get better schools and we are in a worse situation, 
why wouldn't we ask what's going on and what's in our self-interest? I think it's it's almost embarrassing to suggest that we should participate and contribute uh, equally. You are a hardworking brother that goes to work and pays taxes. It's almost a travesty to suggest that you should not reap the same benefits as the other communities surrounding you. I think in a place like Gary, in a state like Indiana, where Gary contributes a tremendous amount to the lo- to the to the state, uh, that you can see the disinvestment in your community because no one has asked what's in it for the black people. Gary is a majority black city, but it is probably uh, it is a very depressed city. Uh, and so hopefully the people that represent Gary are not saying, oh, this is just great. And I don't care what happens next door because next door you probably got an abandoned building and the lack of concern for what is happening in your community. And the fact that you don't believe in community is probably why Gary looks the way that it does in so many cases. Now, I would argue that in, there is no just individual. Now, it can be divided by race. It can be divided by community. It can be divided by subdivision. But at some point, you're going to want to have the resources that you pay in pay out to you. Now, unfortunately, because we live in one of the most segregated cities in the world, the reason that I asked what's in it for the black people is because, quite frankly, uh, we all live in the same proximity. And so whether I make a hundred thousand dollars, whether I make a half million dollars or a hundred or a hundred thousand dollars, the reality is we are going to be faced with some of the same issues, whether it is, whether it is education and where we can send our schools, whether it is transportation, whether it is ticking, et cetera. So I would just argue brother that I know it sounds great to be on AM 560. And I'm sure that that is what makes all the other people say, yes, that is the brother that we want to be saying all this stuff, but we all deserve to get a get a fair return on our tax investments that we make, period. I appreciate your call, though, and I, I'm sorry that you're upset uh, at the thought of community. But I would I would argue that if you look around, the places that are in the best situations are typically the places that have some sense of community. Thank you, Verlon. I appreciate your call. All right, let's go to Edward. Eduardo calling all the way from Tampa Bay. Eduardo, how are you feeling, my man? Okay, Maze, nobody screened me, so I guess George told you who was on the, on the line. Thank you, George. <laughs> Eduardo, we, look, man, you, you, you are a regular, and you got you. Let me tell you what your call says. Eduardo, Tampa Bay, always a good call. That's what it says on the screen. Oh, yeah. I need to get a check from the government since I voluntarily uh, spy on all the uh, talk shows on AM over the, uh, <laughs> one in L.A. and one in New York. I need to, go, I need to get a government check. Okay. Hey, check this out. Hey, I hope uh, before I get to my topic here, I hope Byron's not in Brazil because they uh, had a 23-year-old uh, that died in that 100-degree heat over there in Brazil. Taylor Swift is not getting any blame for this either. They're just getting into summer. I hope not. So they're the Swifties, too. where are the Swifties now? Did they pay for, they paying all the expenses? I'm sorry. Go ahead, Eduardo. Kelsey brought him with him. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at these photos in Daily Mail, everybody blowing the fan in front of their face. Hey, we need some of that heat over here. I, you guys over there in Chicago, it's cold over there. Not really. It's pretty. It's pretty. I'm going to tell you, it? it's Chicago has been coochified, if you ask me. Um, the reality is, it's like we are climate change has changed Chicago. By this time, we would have had at least <laughs> we would have had at least two major snowstorms. It seemed like the 80s and were it's, worse, didn't it, it? it? No, 80s, 70s. I'm saying we really don't get. And now people are like, if we get 
three inches of snow, they want to shut the city down because we got all these transplants. When you were a kid, how many times did your school get canceled because of snow? Uh, maybe like six, but I sure used to watch the TV all the time. But now they get the snow canceled. It might snow. Therefore, we're not going to have school tomorrow. Right, right, right. And we had to walk in it. I'm sorry. Eduardo, back to you, my friend. Yeah, quickly, uh, because I know you're going to a break here. Um, Really what needs to happen is uh, we shouldn't be... All the uh, President Biden, they should be sending these, all these people back to the original country. And you get one of these like Delhi numbers. I'm going to wait in line and go through the application process. We shouldn't be sending these people all over. Look at the retail theft that's going on with illegals, too, in Oak Brook and some other places. Now we're ripping off Amazon and FedEx trucks. What? That sounds very that seems pretty biased. Do we have any back background information on this, Eduardo? And what? Why would you? Where are you going to send? That seems so inhumane. I just don't know you, AM five sixty people. All right, look how much time I got. Oh, I don't got that much time. So look, I'm going to tell you we're going to continue this conversation. Give us a call three one two six four two fifty six hundred. Should citizens be allowed to vote on the sanctuary city stat on sanctuary status now i know that there's technicalities etc 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 but how do we get to weigh in on whether we are still merit the world's melting pot give us a call we'll be back after these messages return to black and white on am 560 the answer here's john anthony It's your man Maze Jack, and I'm back on AM560, The Answer, sitting in for John Anthony on Black and Right. We are asking, just real quick, do you want, do you think people should have a say on the status of sanctuary, of their sanctuary status? See, you know, y'all trying to trip me up. I got technical, look, my producer in here, like, well, actually, the technical, you know, there's difference. And I'm like, look, man, what I'm really (laughs) trying to get to is, should you have the right to speak on the issue? And then, because the, one of the things that I, I'm curious about, well, I was curious about the city and why they did not want the sanctuary city issue on the ballot. I think they're scared of it. Well, here's what I think. I think there's there's a moral issue in some people's mind. And then there's the issue of representation. And if this referendum says we don't want sanctuary city status, and I'm a I'm a reserve my opinion per se, but what no one wants is the proof that people may not want it. And then it will force the challenge of are we representative government or are you doing what is in your own 
belief system. And so, and, and, and it's interesting. And I know, so there's a, so I heard a lot. And so let me just jump back. I posed this question and I said, is your gut, should your government be representative of what the people believe or should your elected official at times do what he or she feels is morally right, even if it is against the will of the people? Here's a question for you. Can anything have a moral high ground if it's against the will of your constituents as a politician? Which is a very, which is the, is the point that I want to get to. And so every, okay, so black folks don't get mad at me, but all the brothers and sisters that I know was like, damn it, we want representative government. And then I said, well, remember LBJ? Lyndon Bain Johnson came from Texas and was a Dixiecrat. And he said, I am going to pass this equal rights amendment that is going to piss my constituents off, but it will have the black people voting for us for the rest of their eternity, which it actually worked. And that's when the flip happened. So I'm just curious to know what your opinion is. Give us a call. 312-642-5600. Let's go to Devin. Devin from Chicago. What's up, dude? Hey, what's going on, Maze? What's happening? Is that the president? Mr. President, Devin Gordine. Hey. What's up, Mr. President? How you feeling, dog? How you doing? I would just like to say thank you to the normal host for allowing you to share his platform today. It's wonderful to hear you on the airwaves. And since this is a, you know, conservative type of talk this evening, what about Nikki Haley support supporting immigration because she's Indian, right? So when we talk about the H one visas, it benefits her and her people. Kamala isn't a native Black American; she's not African American, right? So when when she's talking about the Asian Pacific endeavors, she's not talking about native Black people. So when you talk about what's in it for the Black people. If we don't advocate for us, the guy that's from Indiana, you know, his people didn't just magically wind up in Indiana. They came from Mississippi or Arkansas or Alabama, right? So it's it's all in the family. That's just my cousin. You know what I'm saying? No, I, I like to shoot guns, too. You know what I'm saying? So we don't have any issues. I bet 98% of the things we agree with. But we just want to know what are the conservatives doing with the power that they have because it seems like they want the borders to be open and they want national security to be an issue. They don't know how to do security when it's everybody else, but when it's black people, they know how to do security on us. And we just want to know, we just want to know why, why nobody talks about that. You know what I'm saying? Tim Scott just dropped out. Why is Tim Scott not supported in the Republican party? Ooh. Right, so it's a, it's a lot we can talk about now. We, you know, we we know how to read and we know how to count. So I, I would like to engage any of the callers or the hosts or anybody because we we really got real stuff to talk about on the conservative side. Awesome. And I will close in this. I, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'll say this: we did speak with uh, Paul Vallis, right, and we were encouraged by his message. 
and we don't believe that he's racist or, anti- or you know, we don't believe that he's racist. It's, it's just a notion in Chicago that, and he was able to speak with black people, and we appreciate that. So, other than that, life is good, man. How you doing, bro? Happy anniversary. Thank you very much, and I got to go to break because it's on somebody else's show. But happy anniversary. Yes, my wife and I celebrated our eighth anniversary in um, Copenhagen and Rome, so we had a great time. Brother Devin, Mr. President, I appreciate you all the time for calling. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back. You went into my third hour show because the third hour was why don't you think blacks – why you know they ask what what do we have to lose and i don't know what we have to gain in the republican party so we're going to talk about it all when we come back but we're going to finish up this sanctuary city too after these messages it's the show the mainstream media doesn't want you to know about it's black and right with john anthony on am 560 the answer Maybe I'm foolish, maybe I'm blind Thinking I can see through this and see what's behind Got no way to prove it, so maybe I'm lying But I'm only human after all I'm only human after all Don't put your blame on me Don't put your blame on me Yeah, go on John, don't put your blame on me that's what y'all trying to do. Blame me. What's up, y'all? This is your man, Maze Jackson. Broadcasting live from AM560, The Answer. And I'm asking the social media question of the day. Should we have, should voters have input on sanctuary status, whether it's your state, your city, your county? You know, I ask, the the the, the extension of that question is, do you believe that you should be a rep- your government should be representative of the opinions of their constituency or are there times that they should divert and do what they think is best even if it's not the will of the people and I'm going to tell you a lot of black folks told me man I want representative government and I think if there were not people who went above and beyond and outside of conventional thinking we might not have the same outcomes that we have. And so I, I, I'm i playing devil's advocate, but my friend Don from Naperville says, we're really asking the wrong question. Don, what question should we be asking? Um, the question we should be asking is, do African-American children, low-income children, do they have a right to all of the benefits of education or just a slice of the civil right of education. See, that's my problem, because our public education system is supposed to be based off of free, appropriate public education that provides further education, employment, and independent living. The question is, is that what CPS is producing? What children in CPS deserve the right to further education, employment, and independent living? The reality is, and this is what's just so crazy, does anybody actually believe that public education is free? Anybody raise their hand. So then maybe we can ex- you can explain why there's a correlation to low-income schools and why they're failing our children. It's absolutely inappropriate. And so do the taxpayers have a right 
To question? Absolutely. What are they getting in return? Are they getting children that are prepared for further education and independent living? So to me, those are the questions. You look at the data of what CPS is producing. And whether or not you want to argue that this, these, you know, well, we tested the test. Well, what other way is there to measure proficiency? So you've got to have some form of measurement of a baseline to understand what skill set these kiddos have. And if they don't have the skill set to read and to spell and to write, that is what you should be focused on. So they absolutely have a right to, to understand what is our government tax dollars going to and what are we going to do to ha- make sure our children are flourishing here. So wait, I'm confused. You're asking, so do you have kids in CPS or in Naperville? No, I do not have kids in uh, in CPS. But if you look at the state, if you look at the state overall, I don't. I mean, I really don't think it matters what district you're in. If you look at uh, breakdown by demographics, there, in my opinion, children with disabilities, specifically with dyslexia or suspected dyslexia, is absolutely ignored. And if you disagree, then you got to explain to me why do we screen for dyslexia? at the state penitentiary level. Why are 60%, I believe, no, me, 60% of our prison inmates are functionally illiterate. 85% of our juveniles are functionally illiterate. Why? I guess I just think I was on a different topic. I'm, maybe I missed how he jumped. Help me, help me get here. I, I, well, yeah, Dawn actually calls a lot to speak about education, but okay. I think what she's doing is saying, you know, do you have a, a right in general to have a say, especially locally, in how your tax dollars are spent or how your government acts. Um, there's very little accountability in CPS. She's saying that seems to be, to her, to be the number one issue affecting uh, low-income and, and, and disadvantaged people. Okay, so I would argue that if you look at low-income, I think it's not just CPS, though. I think oh, if, it's you, a look lot at, of, if yeah. you look at where underperforming underperformance happens, it's not just CPS, and it is oftentimes... Uh, across the state of Illinois, uh, six, uh, what is it? One out of four black children is going to go to an underperforming school. One yeah. out of four. So 25% of our children are subjected to pretty much failure, regardless of who's spending the money, wherever it is in the state. And that- now, I do appreciate the conversation, but I do think that it, it, it becomes, I want to get out of the villainization of a specific group and start thinking about it holistically. And I do think that black folks need to demand more for their tax dollars for our children, et cetera. But, you know, I just got off the phone with Vernon, whatever his Berline. name, Berline, yeah. who got mad at me for saying that, that we should. That's we, not him mad. Huh? That, was, that was him happy. That was him happy? Yeah. Well, I don't know what he's happy about. <laughs> hey, Don, I want to tell you thank you. That is a very interesting conversation but i do think we need to expand it i think a lot of times it what i what i find is that it gets caught in between kind of two groups and i'd like to expand the conversation a little bit broader but thank you so much kelvin you calling me from springfield man springfield i hope that's springfield illinois i don't know if you know i got banished from springfield at one point by the former speaker Mike Madigan yeah. walked up to me and told me I was no longer welcome in Springfield. So that's I a have, badge of honor. Right? <laughs> that's right, you know. I had on my Madigan T-shirt too, my <laughs> Madigan T-shirt. Hey, Kelvin, you're on the Maze Jackson show. Excuse me, 
the Black and White Show. John Anthony's <laughs> just not here today. What's up, Kelvin? Hey, how you doing? And, you know, I agree that that will be a badge of honor to be banished by uh, Mr. Madigan. But, you know, as I say about Illinois, you show me three bad governors. I show you three great auditors. You show how <laughs> Mike Madigan went down. I show you another great auditor because I love audit. Um, here's my comment. Okay. You know, when we start, the last comment almost made black a mascot again for everything that is bad. Right. And we're not your mascot, Miss Liberal. Second, I'll give you a statistic that will blow your mind. I'm in, actually, I live in Chatham, and there's a school here called Glenwood High School with a 95% graduation rate, and the percentage of blacks that graduated from Glenwood was 100%. So there's a statistic that screws over the narrative, ain't it? Dang. Um, what we need to do as a country, not as black, not as white, not as Democrat, not as Republican, I'm talking about as a country. One, I do believe in representative government because why are we doing racial comparisons in a constitutional republic? And a constitutional republic says that you form communities and send a representative to the Capitol to get your interests met. So I think, yes, the people should have a say in everything that the government works. And the politicians got to understand that they, we don't work for them. They work for us. The second thing about this is if gotta we go quick, look, Kelvin, I got to cut you. OK, OK. Last thing we'll say is dig deeper into the narrative that people's doing. And let's speak more specifically instead of broad stroking. So that's the point I'm making right here. Thank you, my brother. And I appreciate that. Look, y'all, this is AM 560 The Answer. I'm your man, Mays Jackson on Black and Right. Uh, stealing John Anthony's fire. No, I'm not stealing. I can't ever steal it. But I am happy to be here. And we'll be back after these messages. Let's get it to him, baby girl. Hey. Black and right continues on AM560. Once again, here's John Anthony. Live your life. Hey, y'all, this is your man, Maze Jackson. What's his last break before uh, the 6 o'clock hour? Got one hour left. You know, I'm going to check out the Bulls tonight. So I yeah. gotta I gotta get out of here after the the break and then I gotta jet back to Chicago. At least you got your choice of expressways. What do I? Yeah. I, so you don't have to tell me that. I gotta get gas before I get out of here. Oh, you get so that too. I, I got yeah. So I gotta go check out the Chicago Bulls tonight. Uh, are you up on this uh this this NBA tournament? Are you are you a basketball fan? I'm, I'm not. I used to be, but I have no time for sports anymore. So I, I I got these season tickets right, mm. and I, 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 I don't have time. How long have you had the season? I just got them this year. Okay. I'm not going to get them again. So you're, you're discovering the joys of season ticket ownership, which is scheduling conflict. Yes. Like, and I just don't, it's like the games keep coming up so quick. It's like, who, like, really? Yeah, at least football, they play once a week. Well, and right. half the time they're out of town. And, and, and they're like, 80, 42 games. Like I'm, so I split yeah. the tickets, thank God. And I'm already like, this is overwhelming. I let my son do the draft. And he did not space the games out very well at all. <laughs> all right, y'all. Look, we got to get out of here. We're going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, I'm going to address a question. And I hope I can get some calls. Why black? What's in it for the black people in the Republican Party? Why 
black people are probably never going to make the switch. Even though you say, what do you got to lose? We'll talk about what really it is to lose when we come back after these messages. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed. And the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm coming in hot. 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 Yeah. Coming in hot. Your man Maze Jackson, black and right, filling in uh, for John Anthony. That's right, on AM560, The Answer. Now, you may have known me as the host of the Maze Jackson show. You might be like, who the hell is this guy anyway? Well, my name is Maze Jackson. I am a lobbyist, uh, political consultant, um, podcaster, content creator. Uh, I used to have a morning show that came on, one of the hottest shows in the black community. Um, the Mays Jackson show and I have since left to return to lobbying but my dear friend John Anthony had to go sip mint juleps with elderberry flowers and umbrellas and umbrellas the pink ones <laughs> not, 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 not that there's anything wrong with pink oh, I don't want anybody calling me up no we don't judge here no, no, pink yay hey. but it is the Mays Jackson show we're going to be here for one hour a little bit less than an hour, and I'm so grateful to talk to you all. But I, I want to do something. I want, and I felt like this might be the perfect place to do it. It is to talk about this whole concept of what do you guys have to lose? Now, usually, someone. And I don't know, maybe I'm pretty approachable. But people <clears throat> who aren't black often feel comfortable enough to ask me questions. And I believe that somebody has got to be able to answer questions without being offended. And inevitably, after some of one of my less melanated friends or associates or someone that I met talks to me and they hear some of my opinions, they say, well, whoa. Why don't you all ever vote for Republicans? What do you got to lose? Look at you. You've been Democrats all this time. And look at you. Just look at you. Your schools are messed up. You're, you're incarcerated. You're... And as they continue to talk and go to the description, I'm kind of like, by gosh, there you have it. In the process of describing us, those of us with more melan melanated, there's often the insult that comes with it. And so oftentimes we as black people politically find ourselves between a rock and a hard place. I.E., we oftentimes feel overlooked by the Democratic Party. And while you would like an alternative, oftentimes the alternative 
even unintentionally, becomes a deterrent or offensive. And so I want to talk about this concept of what do you have to lose? And I'd love to hear from Republicans and listeners of this show who believe or subscribe in the theory like, well, why don't you black guys ever just do something different? Why don't you take a chance? I feel like that's two different questions, right? Because one way to look at it is, what do you have to lose long term? So like if you voted Republican for the next 20 years, and the other would be like, what do you have to lose in one cycle? Um, You could effectively send a message if you voted for non-Democrats, not even Republicans, you vote for Green Party or Independents or something. That's sort of one argument, but I think in one cycle, there's nothing to lose or gain because the two parties are so many similar when it comes down to actual policy and actually changing anything. I think that could be, I think you could be fair. I think that could be a good conversation, but typically the person asking the question is not you. I understand that. Yeah. <laughs> the person usually asking the question is like, you people. Right. Why don't you people get it? Yeah. What are you, idiots? And they're asking the 20-year question or the 30-year question without <laughs> knowing it. They're not asking, hey, what would be the harm in this cycle? Because that's really but, but the question it, should be I, that. But I also feel like it is Republicans want a magic bullet. Yes. For their moment, right? Like we... They want the magic bullet, which is, okay, vote not for your interest. Just vote out of spite. And a lot out of principle, too. That, that's, a side, that's a side effect of voting on principle is that, well, okay, we've got the principle right. Therefore, everything will fall in. And that's just not how it that works. That doesn't work that way. It just doesn't work that way. So let's open up the phone lines. Give us a call. Like, what would make a black person ever think about becoming a Republican? in this space, right? Like beside, like what does the Republican party even have to offer black people besides we're not them. And I think it, it almost becomes to those of us that are savvy. It almost becomes an insult because realistically you would like some people would like to take advantage of our anger for their benefit and still not include you in the spoils of war. I'd say most. Exactly. We want we want you to be our pawns because you're mad. But give us a call. Three one two six four two fifty six hundred. Why should black people ever consider the Republican Party. Let's start with Dave. Dave, you're on the you're on the Maze Jackson show. Well, actually, it's John Anthony's show, but I'm Maze Jackson. What's up, Dave? Well, the education system in Chicago, I had brief experience with. My mom was a teacher there for 39 years in the inner city. I was thinking about being a teacher. I visited DuSable High School from an urban education program that was based out of Loyola. And at the time of that visit, there was a white teacher, very proper, marine, short hair, very nicely dressed, was a teacher. He was in the classroom with, I think, 100% male black kids. This was a two-hour biology lab course. 
He was addressed as White MF the whole time I was there. That was his address. He pulled down the uh, chart with the frog, taught them the systems. They spit it back. After 20 minutes or 25 minutes of a two-hour class, the Board of Education Big Brown Radios came out, and he said, let's go in the hall and talk. So he's looking at me face-to-face, and he says, I could see by your facial expressions and your body language that you're taken back by this. I says, how could you teach when you have this kind of respect in the classroom? They're calling you these names. Well, you know, this and that. And I says, look, I says, they're going to learn this. They're going to get out in the real world. What kind of impression is this education going to make on them where they could succeed and be anything? He looked me right in the face, and I think this is the CPS, not him. He says, you have to understand that's their culture. When I talk to people, specifically black people, they have a fit. And they said, that's not my culture. I said, I know that's not most people's culture. But that's what the Chicago public school system stereotypes the kids as. So what did you do to change it? I didn't get into the system. You, I just you, 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 I moved you out of Chicago in 1980, and I'm doing something that's serving the public, but I'm not making a lot of money. I'm happy in my field, but uh, I just heard that statement, and I'm thinking this is not the teacher. This is the system. Okay. Did you say something to the teacher, or were you a kid at the time? I was dumbfounded. That's their culture? I mean, <laughs> that's the kind of attitude you're going to have? Don't you want to help these kids and say, you know, in the business world and in the real world, uh, you know, you don't address people like that? But, you know, that's the problem with our education. They don't want to make these people work and succeed. And I mean students, all students. If it gets too hard, they just pass them along. And when they're gone through school and they're out of eighth grade and out of high school and they can't even write or function, they are really had a disservice the taxpayer waste the money for we pay per student for the outcome is disgusting so I might somewhere in there feel away, but let me ask a question so should we would you think Naperville would accept them if they were all to transfer there, or would they get marginalized I don't know i I am not a long term resident of Naperville. It's by accident I'm here briefly, and the bottom <laughs> line is the system has to change. I agree. Uh, I do agree the system has to change. Into a broken system and expect a different outcome. Kids have to go to school and learn the capital of the states. Kids have to go to school and learn about civics. They have to go to school and learn about government. Not that Sally could be Sam and Sam could be Susie. And uh, let's have a guy come in here and put his butt in our face and do a little uh, show, a dance like a woman. I mean, to me, that is beyond the pale. And years ago, you'd be arrested for pedophilia. Thank you, and we will. I mean, stop kids it. also have to show up to school with some social skills and a sense of respect and all that too, though. I mean, it's yeah, not, do do not all on the school. I, okay, why yeah. do I feel like there's some? There's a lot more going on here than I'm aware of. But I'm going to say this: we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back. I still want to know why would a black person ever like? I even in listening to that conversation. Like, I get it, kind of, but I do feel like the mode is not going to be a welcoming environment. We'll talk about it more when we come back. It's the Maze Jackson Show. We'll be back after this. Is this black Republican? 
My killers move in silence what? Like you don't know what I'm silence So your killers are wild My dogs is with it You want it? Come and Back to Black and Right with John Anthony On AM560, The Answer I'm on the loose woo, woo, woo. Making moves I need some more It's the Maze Jackson Show. The Maze Jackson Show. The Maze Jackson Show. And I'm right here in the dough. I'm just joking. AM560. It's the answer. I'm your man, Maze Jackson. And I am, uh, you know, I felt like there was probably no better place for me to ask this question, you know, or to ask this audience. Because I got a feeling that there are people that are out there that are listening that don't seem to understand, you know, they, they always say, what do you guys have to lose? Now, let me tell you, you got to stop with the you guys. Yeah, there's a connotation issue that right. a lot of people just don't get. <laughs> like, you guys, and, and, and I, a lot of times I think people are innocent in there, right? Because a lot of people vote their political self-interest, but they don't realize, like, I think your audience is voting their interests and they really are only talking about policy issues. I think when the you guys thing comes in, I think we automatically start to get re- have reservations because it's not, it still becomes us as a segregated group within your party. And you just, it's not that you really care about our issues. You just really want to take advantage of our vote. And you'd be like, damn, I wish I could get some of that Democrat vote, but I don't think that I've really ever heard anyone articulate why black people should even consider making a switch. Let me go to the live line. I want to talk to Nick from the Northwest side. Nick, I got a lot of friends on the North side, Northwest side. You're not off of Grand Avenue, are you? No, no. I used to live near Grand Avenue around a little, uh, was the Halsett Street? That's when I was a kid. That was uh, long. Oh, wow! Oh, oh, you was, uh, you was in the real, planet. the old school Grand Avenue for real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The old one with all the Italian places. I don't know how it is. Uh, I haven't been down there in decades. Uh, but I was going to say that, and thank you for putting me on. I was going to say uh, that. Look, uh, how many times have we heard the expression for decades that? Uh, the, the Democratic politicians know that in uh, certain areas when they're running for office, they need the black vote, and the black people would vote for them. And how many times have they been taken advantage of, not just them, but brown people too, and even average, ordinary, white working people too? Uh, how many times is it that with the school teachers' unions, they have a strike, and 20, 30 years later, they got settled a strike, and they got their pension set up very nicely, but the kids that they are teaching got passing grades, but two, three, four years later, when they uh, somehow Chuck called us out and they, they realized these kids weren't educated at all, but their grades showed that they were. You know, there was a movie a long time ago called Bullworth, B-U-L-L-W-O-R-T-H. I think it was with Warren Beatty, but it was, it was about a Warren white politician. Beatty. Yep. Yeah, okay. It was about a white politician running for re-election. And uh, in, in a church, he's talking to the black people, he says, I'm running for re-election. I'm going to do this and this and that for you, and I need your vote again. And one lady yells out, 
you told us you're going to do all these things last time. You haven't done a thing for us. And he looks at her and says, what are you going to do? Vote Republican? Yeah, this time in a general election where you do not have to declare your party, take your ballot and put a mark down there for Trump and give him a message. That's what I think. And, and now, that's all I got to say. Now, okay? Nick, hold on. Don't hang up. Don't hang up. So, Nick, what do we get out of that? What do black people get out of that? And and, and, and let me just ask, like, what do you think we is the benefit for us. Now I see the benefit for you, right? Because it puts your guy over the top, but what is it that we get out of doing something like that? Especially when it seems like some of the people that would be supporting Trump would also be people that would be willing to um, cook black people or do harm to us. Well, I doubt that there are that many people who uh, get into the news who are outrightly against black people or brown people the way it's portrayed in the news. Now, keep in mind, the news media is like 90, maybe up to 95 percent liberal, progressive, left-wing. So it's in their interest to constantly drum this message across the people like, look, oh, he's got this, uh, some guy was a neo-Nazi and some guy was a Ku Klux Klan. And some guys, yeah, some individuals, that's like saying some individual black people are no damn good, even to the black people in the black community. But does that mean out in the public, the way I've learned from the few that were bad to me over the years and decades, that most of the black people are nice people, and I respect them very much the way they've evolved and dealt with all sorts of hardships. Uh, You know, look, people, I I really think that Trump is going to get the message also, see, he is going to be, and it's, he can't run again, but he'll get the message and so will his followers that hey, treat people respectfully, whether they're white, brown, or black, and you're going to get their vote or you're going to get a substantial part of it. And the, the, the uh, era of uh, the black vote is, uh, is necessary to the Democrats to win and vote Democratic. Uh, that's got to come to an end, at least this one time. You know, I'm not saying forever. I've said that I think overall, just like for working people in unions, the Democratic Party is the party that's for you. I recognize that, and I vote uh, generally Democratic, uh, believe it or not, uh, for many years. Uh, but I'm very careful to vote only for certain people. Uh, but that's that's my opinion. This one time, get the message over to the Democrats that, hey, stop taking us for granted. Here's a message to you. We vote a Republican in a general election. You don't have to declare your party. Just take your ballot, put your mark down it for Trump. And, and and worldwide, I think a lot of these leaders or whatever you want to call them, scum that run these countries, they're going to get the message that maybe attacking Ukraine, attacking the Jews in Israel, uh, Iran shooting at our forces out there in the Mideast. Uh, this has got to come to you know, all these other things that are going on. OK. Hey, Nick, thank you for your call, man. I appreciate it. And, I, you know, we may not agree. A hundred percent. But I appreciate your opinion. And I think there's something for people to listen to there. Nick tells you that he uh, he's a Democrat most of the times, but he's very careful. Let's go to Philip. Philip, you're calling me all the way from Blue Island. What's in it for the black people if they were to ever consider voting for a Republican? Well, first of all, I would like to uh, thank you for your, your professionalism and your your. Um, your willingness to come back on the air for this, for especially for John, who's a good brother. Thank you. Um, and I want to dedicate a little bit of this, well, the most of this to uh, everything that's happening over in in uh, the Gaza and in Israel, especially for the little children that are dying. Um, uh, 
a lot of times we we don't, we don't want to look at the past, especially on this station. Um, so if you look at when we before King, before LBJ, we were basically blacks were Republican, and 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 they were always throwing up the Ku Klux Klan were Democrats or Dixocrats, whatever have you. And so now that we have come over to the Democratic side, um, we still have to hear well the Democrats were uh, the Ku Klux Klan, but then when you look up of the makeup of the Congress and the and the the Senate. Uh, of of the United States, you, you you don't see any diversity on the Republican side. So for for me, it's a fear. Well, it's not even a fear, as far as you know what's in it for me. But why should I go back to something that we tried before and didn't? I mean, we had to fight a civil rights movement to just get civil rights. You know, who we next for? You know, I guess we were next for a lot from this country. But it was just civil rights. Just be civil to us. And now we're still fighting some of them same battles. But now the Republicans want us to come back to their side. But then we look over at their side and it's predominantly white. And 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 so my point would be there's no need for us to go back to the other side. We need to be- begin our own. Got to stop you right there, Phil. Party. I got to stop you because I got a hard stop at 630. Hey, man, I appreciate your call. We'll be right back after these messages. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM 560. The answer. Then we are definitely on AM560 because <laughs> nice music choice. Black and right, this is the Maze Jackson Show. All of the music choices were made by John Anthony. John. Just want to let that That's because he's sipping there. mint juleps and with elderberry and freaking pink umbrella. Pink umbrella. So, of course, he would have Katy Perry-ish music. All right, y'all. Uh, I am asking, really, what? What? why is it that white folks always think that black people should just, what do you have to lose? Like, I don't know that the Republican party in its current form has ever done anything to attract black voters. There was some criminal justice reform in the first Trump administration. I don't so know how you, deep or how effective it is uh, from the perspective of the black community, but I mean. So I think he, I think it, he may, he tried to let, he tried to free the guys. The challenge for everything in my estimation is that whether it's Democrats or Republicans, they're always focused on the least of us as compared to the best of us. Well, there's also a sense that I think he knew he would be running against Joe Biden, and the 1994 crime bill is a huge scar yes. on Joe Biden's history, so I think there was a juxtaposition being set up there. I think you're 100% correct, right? But it also, it was very manipulative. Um, but I, I think, for the core constituency that he would have needed, that's not the group. That's just not the group. It's and 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 the challenge is 
to me, everybody is fighting for all of these mark these people on the margins, and nobody is really thinking about a whole middle class family that's trying to survive, do well, etc. Right? It is when 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 the guys come to talk to me, and I, I have quite a few friends that are part of the returning citizens community. But when you talk to black people, you are talking about returning citizens, or you are talking about a job training program or some sort of social relief. And then when you talk to Republicans or like, even as I'm listening to some of the constituents, the assumption is that everybody black is on a link card and that our interests all revolve around poverty as compared to our interests revolving around wanting to participate in the prosperity. Now I would argue that back in the day, you might find wealthy black people who were members of the Republican Party purely on economics yeah, it was Hyde Park. and taxes and man, basketball players and NBA players. And you would see them because they were trying to protect. But now we are in an ideological place. And so I, I'm curious to know to all of you who say, well, what do you got to lose? Well, what do we got to win? Why is it that the option for black people is losing less instead of winning more? Let's go to Robert. Robert from Bloomingdale. What you got for me today, brother? Hey, how you doing today? I'm great, Robert. How about you? Or tonight. Yeah, I'm doing good. First of all, I wanted to commentate on that. I have a question, a commentary, and a question for you. Okay. First is the commentary that gentleman called a little bit back. I hope I'm not going off topic. Make America great again, mega. That's what Trump supports, and that's what I support, and that's what America supports. Well, stop, stop, stop. Can I ask you a question? Yes, Can I sir. ask you, and, I'm, and, I, and this is complete dialogue. Yeah, so, go ahead. what? When was America great? Give me, give me the definition of when America was great, because we're saying again. So, tell me when it was great. Well, when America was great, well, good. Uh, well, FDR when he took the country out of the depression with um, and. Uh, Got the country back on its feet, won World War II, Ronald Reagan with uh, his plans, President Trump with his plans. So wait, so let me stop you. Let me just yeah. stop you in this conversation that we're having. So if you go back to FDR in what, 1940 something, let's say like 40, let's, let's, let's go from 42 to 45. Let's just go somewhere around in there. All right. Uh, I would argue that black people were probably still on the plantation sharecropping or living in the worst content worst conditions that they had been a majority of the black people are still in the South. So then I would say, if you're saying that that's great, that wasn't great for black people at that point. Now, if you no, talk, no, no, no. Hang, on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I was talking about his commentary. He sounded like, like I caught part, part of his conversation and okay. it sounded like he was criticizing president Trump. And that's why I wanted to clarify. Okay. But that's that's the reason why on that, as far as make America great again, that's what Trump stands for. You know, I I don't have any problems with um, with uh, people advancing themselves no matter who they are. That's that's good. That's what America is all about. Now, here's the question I want to ask you though. Okay. I don't know if I I read this in the Epic Times or where I picked it up. Is it true or not? My wife were talking about this that. You were talking about earlier about the Chicago public school system. Do they pass? Does the state, does the federal government or the state give the the school system 
money just to pass when these students pass and they're not qual you know they're not ready for they're not up to reading or math grade and they graduate do they get paid by the federal government just per pupil just to pass them not to pass them they just get a, a, a per pupil fee every year if you're enrolled it's not whether you pass or fail it is I see. right so they don't get rewarded for passing people or graduating they can get as much money as they can per student while they qualify to be in that school. Yeah, I think right? they get rewarded for getting the kids to actually show up in like right. attendance level. It's yeah. attendance, it's not passing yeah. or failure, right? Which is why the count if you pay it, if you if you've had a kid in in CPS, you know that the first week of school they are on you because yeah. that is where the funding for the year comes from in your role in your attendance. Look, yeah. I'm not gonna hang up on you because I think you got some more you might want to say, but I got to take a quick break. Uh, so let's take this quick break, and then that'll probably be our. We have one more break after that, or is this the last one? All right, so let's take this break, and we'll be back after these messages. You're listening to Black and Right with John Anthony, who ain't here. It's your man Mays Jackson. This is Black and Right with John Anthony uh, on AM560, The Answer. Stop, drop, shut them down, open up shop, mm, roll, roll, as a rough ride on roll, stop, drop. It's AM fifth five sixty. It's the fifth six zero. It's the answer. I'm your man Maze Jackson. Give us a call three one two six four two fifty six hundred. I don't know where the three hours goes. Times flies when you. That's the thing about radio. Like three seconds can be an eternity, and three hours can be like a blink of an eye. Yes, yes, yes. They're like, oh my god. Well, I'm here to tell you, man. It felt good to be back in the chair, back in the seat. It's good to have a good producer, DJ Reese, the ruler. Shout out to my man. I, you know, got to give a shout out to the squad. Uh, Todd Stroger, Ruthie Moe. Shout out to Aunt Tennille. Shout out to the whole Lions Den family who seems to have tuned in today. Not the whole family, but y'all make sure y'all share the broadcast. But, I, hey, I, I was asking, what, 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 under what circumstances? Hey, let me ask a question. Do you remember when, uh, I don't know if anybody here remembers when DuPage County was red. Does anybody remember when DuPage County was the... It wasn't that long ago. Does anybody remember when DuPage County was the second most important yeah. Republican county in the country? Yeah. And now it's purple. It looks like Grimace. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's looking like Grimace leaning blue, though. Yeah. Like, it's leaning blue. Y'all only got about a couple more shots at this. And that's a population shift, too. It and is 100%. In places also like Tinley Park and that, not as aggressive, but... Um, you know, when people from blue areas move into red areas and test spreading out, I, you know, I was thinking, you know, I was thinking, I wonder how long it's going to be before Bolingbrook has a, a Democratic mayor. Probably not that long. Ten years. If most. that, if that, yeah. if that. All right, y'all. It's the Mays Jackson show. Oh, it's not the Mays Jackson show. Well, it is now. OK, it is. Let's go to the live line because I see one of my one of my cousins uh, on the live line now, I gotta send a big shout out to his sister, who is really the one of the one of the jewels of Chicago, Jimmy yep. Lee Tillman. But Jimmy Lee, who is one of the staunchest Republicans 
staunchest black Republicans I've ever seen in my life. I read his newsletter. I follow him. I think I even checked Jimmy Lee out on January 6th. Jimmy Lee! You're on the Maze Jackson Show. What's up, my brother? What's going on? What's up, brother? How you feeling today? 5.60 a.m. I just came to you to answer. You know, you said, um, well, we got to win? Yes. Come on. Black college funding. You missed that? Don't tell me you missed black college funding. I know you missed criminal justice reform. I know you missed all the blacks that got let out of jail doing the free structure. You missed that too, didn't you? I did. Okay, I'm just saying, well, we got low unemployment, the lowest in history. Did you miss that? Do you miss the only time since slavery we had the lowest unemployment in history? Did you miss that? What do we have to win? We won a lot. The black man came up the greatest of all time during the Trump administration. What did you miss? Where, would he, where did he go wrong at for black folks? So what happened, Jimmy Lee? What happened? Break it down. Break it down. I'm asking you. I'm telling you, I just named you four or five things that happened. What, I'm saying, saying what, what happened? How come it didn't resonate with the black folks there? Oh, take, come on. Take they, me out of it. And I'm asking you, brother. We, we got an audience here. You got to explain it to them. I'm giving you a platform. Gatekeepers. You know, hey, why did oh, I'm saying what the gatekeepers did. A gatekeeper said, hey, Maze, jacking you up the radio. You can't talk about no black woman. That's what gatekeepers do, don't they, Maze? Do they do that, do they do that Maze? Dang. Gatekeepers prevent the message from going on, Maze. Gatekeepers. Let's keep it 100. <clears throat> you see, you got to keep the people there. Am I lying, Mr. Jackson? See, man, Jimmy Lee, why are you trying to jam me up, man? <laughs> I'm saying, why are you trying to jam me up? The, Jimmy Lee, why are you trying to jam me up, man? You saying why the message don't get out? Because they don't let the message get out. Am I lying, Mr. Jackson? Oh, Jimmy Lee, why are you steady trying to jam me up? You said what happened, why it didn't resonate. <laughs> I'm keeping it 100. You are keeping it 100. 100. You are keeping it 100, my brother, as Gate you keeper. always do. Gatekeeper. Hey, hey, hey. How come you only hear Jimmy Lee on 560 AM, Maze Jackson? Man. Gate was Maze Jackson. You ain't never called me. You didn't call me, brother. Hey, Maze, the most dangerous black man in Illinois. The Prince of Black Chicago. Come on, gatekeepers, Mr. Jackson. And I named everything that he did. Low black unemployment in history. First time in American history, Maze Jackson. Blacks got out of jail. That was wrongly incarcerated, Mr. Jackson. Black college funding. And Joe Biden snatched it. Let's keep it 100. Build yeah. back better, broke black backs, Mr. Jackson. Let's keep 100. Let's keep 100. Jimmy Lee, I got to stop you right there because I got to go to a quick break. It's my last one, so I appreciate you calling in. Jimmy Lee Tillman, Black Prince yeah, of yeah, Chicago, yeah. will be back after these messages. And now, more Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. It's your man, Maze Jackson. It's our last break. Right here on the Black and Right show. John Anthony's Black and Right. I'm feeling in this the Maze Jackson show today. And I was just asking, you know, I figured this would be the place to come to ask all the people who always say, 
What you got to lose? What you got to get? What what what, what do we win? What what what's why would a black person in Illinois ever consider being a Republican? What what do they get out of it? Maybe Jim can answer. Jim, now if if Jim is in the same Jim from Burr Ridge, I want to hear your thoughts on this topic cuz I always think people from Burr Ridge have a very very interesting perspective. Why do I think that people from Burr Ridge have a very very interesting perspective? Cuz they rich. What's up, Jim? How you feeling, man? What's up, brother? How you doing? <laughs> I'm blessed. Well, you rich, ain't you, Jim? You know, Say hello, 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 Jim. Before we start. Well, let, Are you rich? Let's start. So, oh, you, no, I'm well, I don't know. Rich nah, hey, 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 you got a you got a gate by your house? You got a big do you got a gatekeeper? Like a like a dude, like uh, a guard house? No, I'm actually getting out of Illinois, so I'm just renting right now cuz I want to get the hell out of the state. Damn, why are you leaving? Why are you living? Leaving, Jim. Okay, so let's talk about that. You you wanted some examples. I loved your last caller, your cousin or whatever he was, you said, right? <laughs> yes. So, he gave you like five reasons. Didn't Trump also create opportunity zones for the black community? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's be clear. Opportunity zones mean that you have the ability to wait for the to to get the tax benefit. I mean, the uh, the what is it? The, the tiff the, money? Not no, it's not the tiff money. No? It is it is your uh, it's some rich something that rich people talk about. So black, <laughs> no, it is. It's like you get the opportunity zone means you got land in these tracks that you don't have to. Ca- oh, there it is. You don't have to claim the capital gains for twenty years. Now my thing is, most of the people I know ain't claiming no capital gains, so that don't really help a lot of black people. But I'll let you have it. Go ahead, brother. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Okay, well let me ask you this: I guess black people must like high gas prices too. You like that? No, I hate high gas prices, damn it. What do you mean? You got, you got, I just put gas in my car, mid-grade was 4.05 a gallon. You ain't even, stop it, Jim, you ain't got no, Jim, you ain't got no mid-grade. You can't put mid in your car. (laughs) Stop it, Jim. You don't put, I know, so you you put premium in there. What kind of car you drive, Jim? Well, I'm kind of a cheap, I'm a cheap rich guy. (laughs) (laughs) So that's another one. Now, the school's. Schools, you can't tell me that the Democratic Party has helped educate the black community. Come on. My my niece is a school teacher in Chicago, okay? And the one caller you had like a half hour ago with the disrespect that's going on. Now, if that's part of the culture, all right, in my mind, you have people, you, you also mentioned, you said that there, there was people like yourself that aren't waiting for, I think you said, like a welfare check or something you said to that effect, right? And I would agree with you. Like, and, and there's ten white seconds. people that are like that too, right? There's you got ten. Are like that too, right? So, but my point is, what, what does Trump offer? Border security, right? What about all the low-income jobs that these people are, are grabbing from other countries because they're here, you know, because they're waiting for their their next uh, hearing in, in like three years. So I got to stop you right there, Jim. I got to stop you right there. I really want to engage, but I only have 25 seconds. So I got to say thank you to John Anthony. Thank you to the AM560 uh, audience. Thank you to my producer. Thank you to everybody for having us here today. This has been a great reunion back to air. And I just want to tell y'all, if you don't like it, you can still tell them. May said, 
on Black and Right. We'll be back. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 